Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Nick Camp Podcast. This is episode 24. Today, we have another guest on. His name is Josh Diaz. He's known as Josh Diaz Films. And before I get any further along about our guest today, if you're watching this on YouTube, the best thing you can do to support our podcast is hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on a streaming platform like Apple Music, Spotify, where you don't have to see my face, go ahead and give us a five-star review. It's the best way you can support us and the best way that we can help get this podcast seen and heard by more people. I think we're doing a great thing here, trying to give back to the creative community, the entrepreneurship people who are interested in just following their dreams. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram, TikTok, social media, I'm at the Nick Amp. The podcast is at the Nick Amp podcast. And enough of that. That's all out of the way. Hopefully we'll connect with you on there. And if you have something to say, go ahead and leave it in the comments. Send me a DM. I would love to break down a topic that you may have in mind that you would love me to break down and discuss, whether it's business, entrepreneurship, creativity, filmmaking, any of them. So our guest today, Josh Diaz. I found him about two, three years ago on TikTok, had 50 followers, now has 158,000 followers on TikTok, one of the most authentic people on social media. He's known for making short cinematic films on TikTok about everyday life. Now you may say, what's so special about that? People complain that they have nowhere to film. They have no cool places. He does all, all of his stories straight out of his apartment. That's super interesting. That's super inspiring for those who say they can't make stories, they can't make films. In this podcast, we discuss creativity, how to be authentic, and how to be authentic as an introvert. Some of you may be uncomfortable talking on camera, and he talks about his strategies to overcome that and to develop your own style and advice that he would give his younger self. Highly suggest you tune in all the way to the end. He gives really good actionable steps to build yourself up, build your own style, and get confident in your own creativity and just getting after your dreams. And without further ado, let's cut to the podcast. Josh Diaz, it's good to have you on, man. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on the podcast, bro. Yeah, no, for sure, Nick. Appreciate you for uh, having me. I know you you reached out. I've been keeping up with some of your podcasts that you have, so it really means a lot for you to to have me here, man. So I'm excited. Josh, I've been following you for quite some time. Back when you had about 50 followers, bro, on TikTok, maybe less. Your videos caught my interest right off the bat, and I remember. Just recently, I mean, it's been it's been a little bit now. You blew up to one hundred fifty eight thousand followers, bro. Did you imagine that on TikTok? <laughs> no, absolutely not, man. Um, I, I feel like I have the same story as everyone else. You know, like started out for fun, just kind of like a creative outlet, and then you know you wake up one day and you see over a hundred thousand, and you're just like, wow, you know, maybe I can really do something with this. So I was just as shook as you were, man. <laughs> but it, I'm grateful for it, though, for sure. So Josh, I want to get right into it. So you're a creative through and through. I mean, it shows through your work and the effort you put into it. Can you please break it down for me and for the people listening? How did you get into this creative industry? Was it just by accident? Was it on purpose? Did it grow on you? Was it something that happened later in life? Break it down, man. How'd you get into this creative industry? Yeah, man. I feel like it's a it's a long story, but I don't know. I feel like ever since I was like little, you know, my mom tells me stories of me just 
doing stuff with like different cameras. And so I guess it started from me being little, but it wasn't until, you know, my late twenties where I really started to pick it up. Um, but where it really, really struck me, man, was, um, my very first like professional job, I would say I was 18. I was still in college and I got hired to be a camera operator for a local uh, news station. So <clears throat> they hired a bunch of college students, you know, and I just, one of my friends was like, Hey, you know, you should just go get this job. They typically hire everybody. And I was like, all right. So it was one of those kind of blow offs, but they, they gave me the job. Uh, turns out I ended up working there for like three years, man, as a camera operator. And I just kind of fell in love with operating. I mean, these were like big old Panasonic studio cameras. And I got a chance to shoot a couple of um, NCAA D1 games. Um, and I just kind of loved the quality and just like the the image it was producing and the story I was able to tell for these like football players and these news anchors. Um, so I just kind of found my passion there. <clears throat> and then I just kind of dropped it for a little bit. I, I worked there, like I said, for three years, uh, ended up going to college. Um, then I kind of put it down for a little bit, um, you know, did the norm, went to college, graduated, got a regular job. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but I just really wasn't finding, you know, like my peace. Um, so I just kind of started doing some self-reflection, trying to understand like what Josh really needed. Um, and I just kept falling back to that peace and that, I don't know, you know, that comfort that the camera and just like storytelling kind of brought. So then um, I ended up buying like a drone and a, my Sony a7 III, which is what I'm using right now. And that's what kind of kicked it off, man. I, it was a... Uh, I had a lot of inspirations on YouTube, on TikTok, and I just kind of started producing a lot of stuff to kind of develop my style. But that's that's kind of how it started for me, man. Wow. So you don't share a lot of that, at least what I've seen on your social media. So this part is new to me. So timeline, going back, 18 years old, working with Panasonic cameras, dove right head yeah. deep into it. You have a background <laughs> in sports. I have a background in sports. That's cool, man. It's a good way to learn. And then you yeah. did the college thing came back to it, felt the comfort of all of it. Let me ask you this, Josh. After being in this creative industry now, again, could you ever imagine leaving the creative industry? <laughs> uh, absolutely not, man. The sensation and the freedom um, that this you know, creativity just brings me. Um, I, I don't think anything that I've done so far in life, um, as far as I know, can can top that. So that's a, that's an absolutely not nothing can, nothing can top that I can, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else let me so something that for me really sticks out when you make these videos you talk about you've talked about gear and what camera you use and for people that want to create do they need the best camera gear because sometimes people get this notion that you need all this fancy camera, the big, the big ones, some red Ari Alexas, they think they need it. What is your, what's your opinion on that? Especially for the style of creations that you do specifically. Yeah, man, I feel like that's a, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like all creatives, well, creatives in, in a sense of having to use a camera, I, I feel like gear is always like something that like crosses our mind. I mean, who doesn't want the new FX3, FX6? So I, I understand um, but as far as like starting off or like your question of, is it something that you absolutely need? Uh, no, I'm just a, a firm believer um, that a story is more important than what quality can bring as far as image. 
Um, and eventually, once you start developing your storytelling and being able to keep an audience engaged using whatever you have, whether that's a cell phone um, or, you know, a $500 camera, I mean, nowadays you can really buy something that's going to give you good enough quality to be able to tell your story. But once you kind of like master that pen on paper and being able to really produce something that's just beautiful, um, eventually, you know, the, the quality and the camera comes later, but you don't want to put your focus on that yet because you're missing the key part that's going to really make you successful. And that's telling the story. Something that you stand out for amongst mm. a lot of people. And this is why you have so many people who follow you and find enjoyment through your videos is that you are a, an authentic person and it shows through your videos. Can you share your approach to being an authentic person on social media through storytelling? How do you do it? Some people, you know, you watch people and you could tell it's scripted and it feels scripted. How do we go about not making it sound scripted? How do we go about being authentic? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like we all kind of start off with it kind of being scripted, you know, cause you're kind of, you know, you're, you're developing your own style. You're trying to follow your inspirations, you know, the people that you look up to so you can kind of get into a season where you're maybe not being as authentic. Uh, something for me, man, is just, I know it's kind of cliche to say, you know, just be yourself, but sometimes you really have to be yourself, you know? So like me personally, for me to really show off like an authentic side of myself, um, I, I tend to like showcase all the imperfections that I have, you know, like as far as like being an introvert or always just being homebound. I mean, I, I love to produce those insecurities in myself because then it brings more confidence within me, but at the same time it showcases me um, just being more authentic and it's kind of a win-win situation because more people can relate to you you can start building a, a bigger community that that just is rooting for you you know what I mean so that would be my my best bet that's what I do and that's what's really kind of helped me develop myself as far as I am now so you are an introvert was that hard for you <laughs> talking on camera bro I mean I'm an introvert too and being comfortable on camera <laughs> yo um so and so josh diaz i'm the guy i'm that guy here i am dancing doing all this stuff how was that was that a, was that a learning curve for you to get over that man yes and it's that's something that you know it's, it's never gonna go away you're never just gonna wake up one day and be like oh my god i'm the most confident person in the world you know it's <laughs> it's a battle that i still face um one thing that is promised is that you do become a little more comfortable with it uh, but something that's not promised is that feeling of you being in an awkward situation going away. But the more confidence you gain, the easier it gets. Uh, but it's funny that you say that, though, because for me personally, I started off this creative stuff by being behind the camera, you know, like the news station, recording the sports. And then even after I kind of dug back into this like creative side, um, I would do like weddings. I've, I've done a few weddings, um, a few photo shoots, and then it just got to the point where like, I, I guess I just wasn't getting enough business and I didn't want to have to always rely on people. So like I had a deep conversation with myself and I'm like, well, what's one way that I can continue to be creative, continue to kind of fulfill that little void that I had and just continue to kind of push myself. And so without me having to rely on anybody, the only person that I can rely on is myself, which caused me to jump in front of the camera and I don't know. I just kind of went all gas, no breaks, man. I, it was very hard to this day. It's hard. But um, looking back now, it, it's all worth it, man, for sure. 
you led me to my next question that I was going to ask you how you got started on TikTok. Was the plan always to do these storytelling types of videos or did it just something that evolved and grew into this type of storytelling showing off your life? Like, How did that all begin? Was it just you knew this is what we're doing or it evolved? <laughs> No, it's definitely something I, d I did not know. I wish I did because then I'd have it a little more mastered now. So I'm still kind of learning through all the, you know, kinks and stuff. But it started off, um, I'm a big fan of like film. And so I'm like my mm. biggest like passion for myself is to is to one day be able to make like a feature film. And I know I'm a long way away from it, um, but I'm slowly starting to make the progress at least to get more familiar towards that. But like film has always been like my baby. You know, I, I love Quentin Tarantino's, you know, the, the whole directors. I'm, I'm the type of person that like studies the directors. And um, so that's where it kind of got. And I used to try to like make these little short films with like some of my friends I had at the time. But like it goes back to me saying it's kind of hard on relying on people that weren't really into film. A lot of my friends at the time weren't in this, didn't have the same hobbies as me. So for me to convince them to be in my little short film, especially back in the day, they were, they were horrible. And you know, they would help out a lot, but I think where it evolved is I just stopped relying on them so much. And I'm like, well, how can I continue to like make these little short films, make them a little cinema, like kind of like you're watching a little movie. And I started out with like these voiceovers and me just kind of like adding stories, like narrating my life pretty much. And then I tried some other stuff as well and then it just kind of fell back into me like narrating my life and just kind of making like a like a film look visual that went alongside with like my voiceover and I think that's how it kind of like fully developed to what it is now um as far as like TikTok. You 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 spurred something exciting in my brain. I want to ask you now that you're a, a film guy, man. <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge film nerd. I find myself breaking down every scene movie even i'm watching with family friends i'm like yep they, they shot it like that because they want to do this thing i'll tell them all everyone like, yes okay nick we get it you understand film we get you know how to make videos we get you want to do it <laughs> but that's how you get better but the point yeah. where i'm getting here is i want to know what your favorite movie is and which, what <laughs> Yeah, I had to say it real quick, man. I'm sorry, but I'll let no, you finish no, no, the question. You're good. You're good. You're good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's that's top five for me, hundred percent. So, Pulp Fiction. Okay. There's. I have two questions for this. Favorite movie, and then favorite movie to look back on to study, to implement it into your own work. If does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, this is going to make me sound like a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, but I, I seriously am. That guy's crazy, but he's crazy good. Um, so Pulp Fiction, definitely favorite movie. Something to look back on. A lot of insp my inspiration in, like, color grading um, and, like, visuals goes back to all the Kill Bills, man, 100%. I just love the fonts. I love the mm. – just the way that they're shot, you know what I mean? It's just, like, I don't know. No one – it's so good you can't replicate it, and that's what I love. Well, that's what's said by Quentin Tarantino. That's why his movies are so distinct. You know you're watching it when you're watching it, right? Yeah. 100%. 100%. Okay, bro. That's so cool. Uh, moving forward with that, man. I mean, something I know I deal with along with a bunch of other creative people. I'm actually making a YouTube video on this that's coming out literally tomorrow. Getting over creative blocks. 
and you're someone who posts very creative pieces. And I know it takes time to write those out. I know you have to plan out your shots and where you're going, transitioning, making it, make sure it flows right. How do you get over those creative blocks when you're trying to just make this video about you taking a shower? What, what do you, what's, what's your go-to process to get over that? Um, for me, man, I, I mean, I feel like we all as creatives, we're always going to go over, you know, cre get creative blocks, but a best way, a best practice that I've kind of learned for myself is, you know, I, I still create and if it doesn't feel good, I'll, I'll still make it. Sometimes I won't post it, but at least I'll get that ugliness out really quick, the rust out, and then be able to kind of find the diamond within that. So sometimes you just got to make some, some crap in order to discover the gold in it, man. So that that's me or whether it's recording or just writing, sometimes I'll just try to write a script. And if I'm just like really, really stuck, I'll just write everything that's on my mind. It doesn't have to make sense, but it just kind of gets all the junk out that's causing the block. And then uh, slowly but surely it starts to open up and you start to kind of develop these ideas and things starts to, you know, make more sense. Um, but that's definitely a way that helps me. And I, I've, I've used that little tip for myself since, since the beginning, man. So it hasn't failed me yet. That's very specific. And I know some people don't talk about this out loud, what you talking about writing everything out and whether it's crap, not good and tossing mm -hmm. it out after, I mean, I've talked about this where worked on a project, edited it for three days and <laughs> threw it away, you know? Yeah. Right away, and for you, <clears throat> do you ever look back at those scripts that were crap and maybe come back to it maybe like a month, two months later, maybe think, oh, this actually wasn't bad and maybe go back and reuse it for an actual idea? Is that something that happens for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, like just, just like you said, it's not that you like completely delete it. Throwing it out means, you know, you just throw it out as far as like you posting at the moment. But yeah, man, sometimes those best ideas come whenever you're throwing a bunch of, you know, quote unquote crap out because you can, once you get that rhythm back going, you go back to that, that stuff that you wrote, you know, two days ago and, and you make something like beautiful that was supposed to come out of it. So yeah, for sure. You can always don't throw it away. Never, you know, keep it in your notes somewhere or whatever you're writing down. Um, but for sure, because sometimes you got to you got gold somewhere in the, in the back and you just got to look for it or just bring it back. So yeah, I'm a firm believer of always kind of going back to the old stuff. I've definitely used a bunch of my old ideas. Um, and they've pretty much almost gone viral on TikTok. Some of my old ideas that I bring back. So like to prove like that, that stuff is true. Like it, it is true, man, man. That's so cool to hear. And just encouraging for people listening. Cause I know people get discouraged all the time because they feel like they can't post yeah. like that guy on social media who has all these great ideas. And for you making <clears throat> everyday life seem interesting. How do you even go about that? Most people dude, I, I know you know, I know you understand this because most people, they say, I have nowhere to film. I don't live anywhere. Cool. I don't live anywhere. Cool. How, <laughs> how, how do you, can you explain how you just go about making normal life look cool? <laughs> man, I, I love that you say that, man, because, man, I love that question. So when somebody, especially, I've had many people ask me, like, how do you find a place? Or I don't have, you know, I live in a, my, you know, my apartment isn't nice or you know they hear a ton of excuses like to be honest my apartment that i live in now is less than 600 square feet so if i can come up with over a hundred videos in a 500 and 
80 square foot apartment no you have no excuses like you just have to just there's there's i trust me it is possible sometimes you just set your camera up in weird angles and you'll be like oh my god that looks pretty that looks good you know um but there's there's a story everywhere you look you just got to change your perspective you know if you always have a perspective of uh, my my apartment's not nice enough or you know this and that and that then you're you're, you're never going to make that progress but sometimes you just really have to think outside of the box and be like okay like i can really make this work you know it might not look good now but if i continue to do it it's eventually going to look to where you know i i want it to look and that's kind of how it went with me and i still live in this apartment from my first like tiktok videos so i've made almost 200 videos in this less than 600 square foot apartment so it's, it's possible man man that's amazing to hear and so inspiring for so many people out there who make excuses about not having anywhere to go man and on to, to tag on to that you said you're a big film nerd and as filmmakers we're taught story is king story is everything without a story what do you got even if you're in the most beautiful place in the world what do you got without a story so being a film nerd how much in every video are you pulling just and resonating about how can you create a story i mean are you resonating with these movies all the time and pulling them into your, your films or are you now at this point in your stage where you can just create up stories on your own yeah, well, no, I feel like now <clears throat> I definitely um, can create them on my own for sure. Um, but for a while and sometimes, you know, you always want to be able to pull from other inspiration films, you know, ideas and just kind of like inspo that way. Um, and then you can kind of soon develop. You, it goes back to, you know, developing your own style and just being able to kind of pull within yourself. Um, but that that feeling is great, man. Whenever you literally make something from scratch, as as far as you know, right? Because nothing's truly original, but you know within yourself that you just kind of popped it up in your own head, and that feeling is just like unmatched. Um, but sometimes you do got to work to that point. You got to learn how to kind of build your foundation and just kind of looking at different inspo and you know different films, you know whatever you however you get your inspiration, um just kind of use that to build that foundation and then eventually you'll be able to kind of create your own stuff, own stuff around, you know that built foundation that you kind of made. What are your thoughts on taking inspiration from another film? Let's sit we'll talk let's talk about <clears throat> me, okay? Let's say I'm going to recreate yeah. a scene from The Lord of the Rings. I don't know, I'm just saying Lord of the Rings. Is there anything wrong with artists taking inspiration from another film and recreating it? What are your thoughts on the whole process of that? Because some people may make arguments that they shouldn't do that because they're not being original. I was curious to see what your thoughts on this because I know you're a big into the whole creativity side of the of this. Hmm, that's a good question. I, I so I've I've had that happen to me, man, on TikTok. Someone literally. Um, they took a video from mine, like word by word, scene by scene. The only thing that was different was the characters, right? Um, and that video did really, really well. Um, it kind of left me like in a weird spot because I'm just like, wow, you know. But at the end of the day, man, the way I look at it is there's only one OG that can do that style. And the person that stole that video, that's all they have. And you, you got to look at the the OG that can continue to make that fire video. So I just rely and have confidence in myself. So they can steal all they want, but there's only one Josh and there's only one Nick. So that's the way I look at it, man. That's a great mindset, man. I really think so. And on top of that, 
can they literally be they, they literally can't be you so even if them recreating it they're adding their own spin onto it even if they don't not meaning to so there's that whole aspect of it too can you really make someone else's work exactly like it just like you mentioned kill bill and quentin tarantino yeah no i guess i guess you're right on that so even when you i guess even if you take someone else's work or you see someone take your work you, they still got to add some kind of spin because like you said, like they're not Nick and they're not Josh. So at the end of the day, they're not a hundred percent stilling. So yeah, I guess if you put your mind in that perspective as well, um, I think it just makes it a little easier, but like you said, there's only one, one of us. And if someone really liked what they stole or whatever happened, they're going to expect more, but what are they going to do? Continue at, at some point they got, they, they can't always steal from you. Eventually you, you'll get found whenever your time is, everyone has a time, you know, your time will come and they'll, they'll really find who the, uh, the real Nick is, you know, <laughs> that's right, man. You're the OG, OG Josh. There we go. <laughs> All right, man. So what are you, what are your thoughts on social media? There's another argument. I mean, do you think it has a negative impact on creativity? I'd like to hear your thoughts on this because you're someone who has benefited from this. So maybe you have a different perspective on it than people who are not growing. Maybe, I don't know. Some people would say it has a negative impact. What are your thoughts? As far as like social media, well, the funny story about social media with me is I've always disliked social media before. So before I started like this creative stuff, as far as like posting content, um, I went, I say sober, but I was like sober off of like social media for like two years. I didn't have a single app or nothing. So when I downloaded the app again, it was strictly for uh, like a creative outlet, you know? And so I... I feel like social media can have its, I'll start with the bad impacts. I feel like when, if you get too sucked into social media, um, you start to kind of get lost into like comparison. And yeah, I, I feel like once you get in that that realm of comparison, I mean, you, you better stop or you're just gonna end up in a in a pretty bad place and it's gonna put a creative runt in your, uh, in your own creative mind, you know? So I feel like, you know, comparison is probably the worst. And, it can be it can be good as well as far as like developing your business, you know, getting your name out there, uh, just landing business for yourself, um, and just kind of um, being able to meet other creatives, other people that are like minded. So I, I feel like it it just depends on how you use it. Um, but I feel like we all have enough common sense to know how to use it the right way and how not to use it. So ultimately, it's just it just kind of depends on how you kind of utilize it. If that makes sense makes a hundred percent sense josh what are your actionable steps to get around these negative impacts for people listening maybe they don't know where to begin to get around it what would you do so for me i mean i still do this because i, I feel like comparison it just hits anybody you know you watch a that's for you you know especially photography it's if you if you see somebody take like this dope picture you, you appreciate the picture, but in the back of your head, if we're all just being real with each other, you're just like, man, you know, and it just kind of makes you feel a little insecure. Same thing with me and other videos. Uh, so once I start to feel that way, man, I'll just close the app, call it a day, call it a night and just, you know, kind of rest, go look at a tree, go feel the wind for a little bit, just kind of feel my feet on the ground. Um, and then, you know, once I'm kind of clear, then I'll dive back into I don't know, just see what's out there again, get some inspiration or just go support some other creators. But sometimes you just, the best way to overcome that stuff is just to to step away, man. And that, that can be hard as well, but 
it depends on how bad you really want it. Just just log off, delete the app, do what you have to do, but just step away. I really like that you touched on that. I really want to stick on that for a moment. The self-control it takes, first of all, to say, not today, Josh, not today, Nick. We're not going to compare ourselves to so-and-so, user one, two, three, four. We're going to exit out and we're going to go be present in what's real life because what's online, what we see online, is it really the reality of everything that is in our everyday lives? Most likely not for most people, right? So I really think that you have a good mindset for that in logging off, stepping away, being immersed. How often is that something that you do to keep your creative juices flowing? Man, daily, daily, Nick, all the time, man, all the time. So I tend to find my own inspiration by just logging off, man. Um, most of the time, I mean, I, I tend to watch a lot of movies. I can't really compare. It's hard for me to compare myself with like movies that are on Netflix and stuff. I mean, those that's, that's a lot of money in that production, but so I tend to draw from that. But as far as social media, man, I, I tend to log off, delete the app every single day. Um, anytime I get a sense of that, man, because I just don't want anything to, you know, interfere with what truly has like made me happy and you know truly has like filled that void and i just don't want to put that at risk so i just kind of think of that whenever i do find it hard couldn't have said it better josh 2024 is here we're two months into the year now can't believe it josh diaz films 158,000 followers on tiktok growing making impacts inspiring people including myself what's one thing then this year that you want to accomplish in 2024 what do you got your eyes set on man Man, this year is awesome. So I feel like the past two years, I've been grinding it out on um, TikTok. TikTok was like my main focus for, I'd say like 2021, 2020, or 2022 all the way to 2023. Um, I've kind of slowed down my post on TikTok and I um, recently just really went in on YouTube. Uh, but we're growing there, Mick. You got to go follow us. We're almost hitting 10K of subscribers, man. So you got you to go hit that, man. So my ultimate dream has always just been long form. I've always just been a someone who just really, really loves long form. And I just kind of used like TikTok as a way to just really develop my style. It's really kept me on my toes as far as just being creative and just coming up with ideas uh, and then being able to kind of execute that stuff. Uh, but this year, man, I'm taking long form. I'm really going hard at it. And my ultimate goal is just to you know, see what I could do on YouTube. If I'm being 100% honest with you, I just really, really want to see if I'm fully capable of just being able to make something out of long form, whether it's like YouTube or anything like that. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's my goal. And I've been pretty consistent so far. Been a lot of progress on there. So that that's definitely my goal is to see what I can do on, on the YouTube side, long form side. And that makes sense. I mean, you said you want to make a future film one day. So, I mean, moving towards that long form videos storytelling i think that's the right way to go i mean that's going to be super cool for you man where can we find you on there just for people listening just real quick before we keep going is it josh yeah, yeah. Films? Um, yeah so it's all the same handles um josh Diaz films i have the link in my tiktok bio if you do follow me there uh but yeah all across the board social platforms it's josh Diaz films do you feel that there is a short form content video burnout from the people who are on social media these days. Oh man, we're gonna have a good conversation, Nick. I love these questions. So 
I love I love short form, man. Short form it really pushes you to to places that long form can't push you, right? But I, I feel like sometimes when you just a hundred percent stick to that long form, you do get a burnout. And it's just because you, that story doesn't have enough time to just kind of sit there and marinate. I mean, TikTok has just kind of made it where you post and I mean, you're pretty much like forgotten about because people are on the for you page. You know, you're people enjoy your, your story for like 30 seconds, a minute, however long it is. And then they're on to the next one. And then you're pretty much like forgotten. You know, you, you got to keep up with it. And it, it's like inevitable to hit a burnout with short form. Um. Don't get me wrong, though. I love my community on TikTok. I mean, they have been there for a long time. I love the people who are just, you know, show up all the time and comment and just like message me. I love that community. But there's nothing that is like long form, that long form community, man. Like that is where you can really develop, you know, true, authentic community, people that can really relate to you, people can who can know you for who you are and who can really have that real connection with you. Um, and it's almost like, you know, it, you, your story doesn't get forgotten. It's not a for you page, you know, like people go search for you. People are like on your, on your channel, you know what I mean? So it's like this, this true authentic connection. And it's just, that's something that long form just can't touch or short form can't touch when it comes to, uh, long form videos. And yeah, so I, I feel like both of them can have burnouts, um, but that's just something that I'm just kind of discovering for myself uh, because I did start off with short form and now I'm just kind of leaning a little bit more into that long, long form. So I'm just kind of seeing, you know, both sides of what they have to offer. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm glad that you pointed out the pros and cons of both because no one thing is right or wrong. I mean, <clears throat> they both have their uses and they both have their bad parts. And with that being said, have you been recognized in public over where you're at? People see you on the street. Hey, man, that's that guy who makes those stories on uh, the TikTok. That's a TikTok <laughs> guy, man. Um, I Let me see. If I did, it was probably once, man. I, I think it was at an HEB. If you're from Texas, you know what HEB is. It was a long time ago. I had to tell my girlfriend about it, too. Uh, but no, man, I live in Austin. It's a big city. I feel like I, I would need to continue to produce these things. But I don't know. May, I'll let you know next time, man. And plus, I'm like always home all the time, so I probably don't put myself out enough to get recognized. That I was just once I asked that question, I was like, "Well, he does post that he's an introvert, so why would he be out eating dinner? You know, going to concerts, all this stuff all the time." Of course, it makes sense. You post about it, people. Yeah. He's an introvert. If you want to see him, you just have to watch him do his videos. But yep. Anywho, I mean. You've inspired a lot of people. Can you share just one story that maybe touched your heart that you realized, dang, what I'm doing is really making an impact? Yeah, man. So <clears throat> when I first started, you know, it's just, it started off as, you know, like a, and it still is like a creative outlet, you know, somewhere where I can just be able to express myself. I've, I haven't always been the best of like voicing how I feel. I've always had a hard time with like being able to just like voice my, my emotions pretty much. So it, it's, it's easy for me to be able to express myself visually and creatively. Um, so through the process that that's pretty much like the foundation of it. And I, th through the whole process of that, I would have a lot of people 
it, more now, but even in the beginning, like reach out and like really tell their story on how me just kind of like showing my imperfections on how it just kind of made them, you know, feel a little more confident, feel, make them feel like they're, that they're okay. And it, it's crazy to, to really know that there's really people out there that really like struggle with this stuff. And I mean, like struggle, struggle with this stuff. This guy has been following me for, and I won't say his name, but he's been following me since like the very beginning. And he's shared some like pretty, pretty like hard stories, you know? And the fact that I can help him, you know, just kind of overcome some of the battles that he faces, whether it's like feeling alone or, you know, just being introverted or just like being bullied or whatever the case may be. And for me to be like his outlet and motivation, just to simply let him know that everything's going to be okay. You know, I go through the same things um, and just kind of show him like the different ropes and actions that can be like taken. Um, it's just amazing, man. I, I didn't know that this stuff can really have that much of an impact on people um, until you start getting those, those stories and, you know, the thank yous and stuff in the inbox and, I don't know. That That's amazing. But yeah, that guy that reached out to me, it's just, I can't really, I have to go back. I mean, he has been keeping up, keeping up with me with stories since like the beginning, but some of the stuff that he has uh, gone through, it's, it's really heartwarming to see like where he is now and for him to, you know, just to tell me his, where his confidence is now from where it was. I think that's just like the beautiful part of what comes with, with this, I guess. Man, you are doing a great job. That's, that's really good to hear. And with that, when you positively impact one person, who are they going to impact? One, two, three, four, five yeah. people. So what you're doing, you're you're making a chain effect, man. That's inspiring <laughs> stuff. Keep that going, dude. I know I'll share a little story. You actually might transition to video because I started out in video when I was 18, 17, 16, back in the day, but I left it for a while, photography. <clears throat> and recently I went back, came back to video and I was using your work kind of as well it was as inspiration just how to story tell better and so just what you're doing is really cool man and keep going with that aspect of it and in terms of advice i mean you're a season now obviously you still have a lot to learn we all are always going to be learning but what's your advice for an 18 year old josh just picking up a camera for the first time what'd you tell that guy Man, I wish I could. I wish I really could. Man, I would tell that guy so much, man. But I think the the main thing that I would tell any 18-year-old, especially like Josh, 18-year-old Josh, um, is just to really go out there and just like do it, you know, and go out there and mess up now, you know, because go out there and fail as much as you can because through that failure, you're going to end up finding some kind of success. And I would just continue to tell myself not to be so you know, scared of failure. I think some the main problem that most probably have, I know with me at 18 was like fear of like rejection, fear of like failure, fear of like judgment. Um, and I would just like praise myself to go out there and fail, you know, fail as much as possible, get all that dirty stuff out now or then that way, you know, it's a little bit easier to find, you know, that gold and, and that success um, through that journey, man. So honestly, I just tell myself to go out there and fail more. As a, as someone who's online, you and some of your videos may have not performed as what you expected. How much has that benefited you to what you're doing now? 
Yeah, I feel like, man, I mean, that, that's going to have an effect even with <laughs> seasoned people, right? Because, you you know, you put so much work into this this piece of art, you know, whatever it is. And when you don't have the attention or whatever that you think it, it deserves, it, it can really leave a little bruise. But um, I feel like as you mature into this and as you season yourself, it's something that can be great because it teaches you that that would be considered like some kind of like not a form of like failure like that, but a form of like failure to succeed what you, what you thought it should. And I guess like the more mature you get into this like creativity, the more you use like the whys on how come it didn't perform to be able to put that into like your, your new project and be able to just kind of grow on that. So sometimes you got to use why it didn't succeed on on your new stuff in order to, you know, possibly make that new one succeed and just kind of grow from there. Um, but yeah, man, it, it still kind of hurts. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that it doesn't and I don't care. Um, but I, I utilize it for the better now. And it's just like, um, it better prepares me for, you know, my, my new projects. And I just kind of learn it, use it as a, like a learning curve. Brother, we appreciate your honesty on that. And I'm sure people listening are going to really appreciate that too. I'm going to hit you with one last question right here. And you may have said it before, but I want to narrow it down into a, a statement <clears throat> here, man, Josh, what is your why? Man, that's a good question. I just got done asking somebody what their why was. For me, I think my why has really changed. I feel like a lot of people's why changes as you kind of develop into the the person that you were meant to be. But I would ultimately ultimately say my why is to be able to just have a voice for myself. I've always felt like I've like I've told you earlier, like I didn't really I couldn't express myself. Um being introverted and stuff has always kind of led me to just keeping my mouth shut, bottling up emotions and just causing really personal issues for like myself and being creative and telling these stories is just a way that I can use it as an outlet to express myself and tell my story. And then it develops my why into helping others develop their confidence, develop their story and just kind of like just continue to use these stories for, for the, for the better pretty much. So just me being able to do that just kind of helps a lot of people. And I think that is ultimately what my why is like leading to now. Well said, Josh, people following, listening, and they want to find out this guy, who this, who is this guy, Josh Diaz films, where can they find this guy? Where can they see those James Brown videos, those oldies, <laughs> bring it back childhood memories, bring it back from when I was cleaning my house mom was putting on that music where can they find you on social media brother yeah they can find me on uh josh Diaz films across all platforms if you like james brown i got some good music on tiktok uh yeah across the board youtube instagram um tiktok is all josh Diaz films so stop by and say hi you heard it here go follow him on everywhere you're not gonna regret it i promise you that josh thanks again man for coming on here yeah no i appreciate it nick thanks so much for having me man that is it. Josh has officially left the building. We appreciate you again. If you're here, watch until the end. Best way to support this podcast is to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Give a five-star review on any of the music streaming platforms. And we have some more guests coming on in the next couple of weeks. People who are entrepreneurs, filmmakers, professionals in the creative industry. If you have anyone you would like me to specifically interview, go ahead and leave me a comment saying who you would like me to interview. And again, we really do appreciate all the support you've been bringing me in. I just can't thank you enough. I wouldn't be able to do this without any of you. 
your support truly keeps that passion going for me. And if I know that I'm at least impacting one person on this who is listening, if maybe five people listen, one person feels impacted by it, then I feel good. I really do just, I'm trying to help and give back. Also be entertaining. I mean, yeah, it's fun to be educational, but also let's have a little bit of fun, have some cool discussions, bring back open dialogue. And again, I'll see you next week on the next, the next episode. See you later.